On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the NBA trade deadline has come and gone, and the Sixers do make a move. Matisse Thibel on the way out to Portland. Jalen McDaniels here to Philadelphia. We'll talk about it next, what it means going forward for the 76ers here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. What's happening, Keith Pompey? A lot, bro. A lot is happening. Busy day, happening. huh? Busy yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, busy day on Thursday for you, man. So as always, kudos to you for what you do. Uh, when it comes to all of this stuff during the trade deadline, we have a lot to get into, folks. So before we get started, I want to welcome everybody to Locked On 76 I'm Divine Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com, uh, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer, of course. And we want to thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 as well. A lot of action, Keith. Later on, we'll get into the two games that they have this weekend, the 76ers. That begins tonight with the New York Knicks coming to town for the final game of their four-game season series. So just to wrap things up, the Sixers looking to tie up the season series 2-2 with the Knicks winning last week as they hosted the Sixers on Sunday and then the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday, the new look Brooklyn Nets on Saturday and the second night of a back-to-back. So we'll get to that. We'll get to the other trades that happened around the NBA and the ones that impact the Eastern Conference the most. most. But we have to start with, Keith, the Sixers trading Matisse Stiebel to the Portland Trailblazers in a three-team deal that uh, brought the Sixers back Jalen McDaniels uh, the 6'9", 6'10", wing player for the Charlotte Hornets, young, 25 years of age, a very good, very talented player, Keith, a versatile player that can do a lot of things athletically, defensively, rebounding, um, not afraid to shoot the basketball either, needs to improve when it comes to his three-point shooting. But overall, man, uh, as a player that I personally uh, like, and he is now going to be a Philadelphia 76er on the season. Jalen McDaniels is averaging 10.7 points, 4.9 rebounds, two assists a game, shooting 45% overall from the floor, and uh, three-point percentages at 32, where last season in the 55 games played in total, he shot 38% from three. He takes 3.6 a night, so he does shoot the basketball. Um, what do you make of this, Keith? What can you tell us about what happened? He took He's taken 200 threes, by the way, already on the season. Jalen McDaniels to Philadelphia, Keith. Matisse Thibault to Portland. Uh, what do you make of this whole deal? I mean, I mean, it's one of those things we'll wait and see. Right, right now, I mean, to me, this deal was a, a lot about, you know, getting under the luxury tax, getting a, a comparable player. But they also got someone who, like you pointed out, his offensive skills. You know, right now, Matisse is more of a better defensive player. 
but offensively, this guy is better. You know, he's you know he's not a guy who um, can do some of the things Matisse does on the defensive end, but he can play in positions, and opponents have to count account for him offensively. Now, at just 185 pounds, you know he has a sl- slender frame and can get overpowered by bigger wings, but he's still a solid prospect. So, you know, I, I like the fact that with him on the floor. You know, you're not going to be able to sag off of him or or leave him to go to someone else and double up James or Joel. You're going to have to account for him. But, you know, the one thing that we, we do have to realize that, you know, looking at this right now, this move enabled them to get under the luxury clap for it. So now they can use that extra roster spot, sign someone to the minimum deal and the buyout and and then you know, they should be okay. They, they, they're not going to have to be in luxury cat hell, so to speak. So I like that deal for that. You know, also he's a younger guy. He's long. I like his length. I like the fact that he's 6'9 and he plays the three. Some say he's 6'10, but he plays the three. So he has that length to go out there and, and get deflections and, and, and use his arms to impede passes and stuff like that. So I'm really impressed by that. I, I like him. Uh, 29 games to go on the season, and uh, you, now you have some. And, and even though he has a slender fl- frame, uh, as a as a guy who, as you talked about, is more of a, a small forward type, but in today's game is a wing. He's still six eight six nine, um, and uh, he, he can defend multiple positions, as you talked about. He's tough, though. He's not one of those slender guys that you look at and just say he's just out there and he's thin and he's not a tough player. He's tough. He's not afraid to bang in there. He's not afraid to mix it up and get involved on the low block and and, and get a little rugged when need be. And he will, as we talked about, he, he can run the floor. He can fill the lanes. He will shoot shots if he has openings. And I think playing with someone as talented as Embiid whenever he's on the floor with him will work towards his advantage. The same with James Harden. As, as good as LaMelo Ball is as a point guard, he and James Harden are a little bit different. Now, he is a passing guy, LaMelo Ball. It's just a little different when it comes to how they do things here because of the presence also of Joel Embiid. So for me, this is a really good fit. This was a player that I talked about last season, Keith, at the trade deadline when we were having conversations on the radio about Gordon Hayward and some other players as well. And uh, one of the names that came up in a potential deal with Gordon Hayward, I mentioned to my producer, Tyler Zuli at the time, Jalen McDaniels was a guy that I would like to have back in any deal if it did go down that way. So I'm in favor of this when I like Jalen McDaniels. Uh, what can you tell us about the Matisse Thibault part of things being shipped out? He, he and I, you and I talked a lot about him being moved. And then also why we, Furkan Korkmaz, he, he requested a trade. Uh, there's some others that we looked at in, in terms of their lack of playing time here that may also be on the move. Uh, why didn't anything else happen? I mean, I don't think they got a lot of assets, to be honest with you. I mean, they don't. Uh, you, I mean, you know, you look at the the trade that your cousin was in and all those draft picks that were being floating around. I mean, you look at, I mean, Jacob, what's his name? Jacob, Jacob Pertle. I always Jacob. pronounce his name. Jacob Pertle. Yeah, Jacob, the Jacob. Like, it's looked like Jacob to me, bro. But anyway, so, like, listen. So, this is a guy who they received first-round picks for him, right? 
So when you look at the 76ers, they really just don't have the assets. Now, the one thing is the deal that I'm really interested in is the Sixers, according to sources, they were 95% uh, on their way to closing a deal to send in Matisse to Dallas, right? And the only problem it didn't work out was because the holdup was the 76ers really wanted a first-round pick in return. So what happens is they, you know, Dallas said, nah, we're not doing this. And then the Sixers took the the offer from um, Charlotte. So that could have been something that could have enticed them to get another deal. You know what I'm saying? But right now, when you look at it, they just don't have it. They don't have the the uh, the assets needed to, to do that. And, and I think that's why, you know, they stuck with these players. And the hope is like, you know, you can always trade other, you could trade people in the summertime. You can do some other things, you know, uh, with them or, you know what, you could possibly waive them, but I don't know if I would waive Furcon with another year left on his deal. I'm not going to waive uh, uh, Jaden Springer, you know, some of these other guys, I'm not going to waive them. So I, I think that it's one of the things where they can hold on to it and, and, and do it, but uh, keep them. But, you know, as, as I've been writing, as you and I have been talking about, Matisse Thibel was by far the best asset that they had of someone that they were willing to get rid of. And you look at it, he got a guy making $1.93 million and they got a couple picks. They got a pick with it, so or two picks. So it's really not a lot that they could have done, in my opinion. I'm very curious of that Dallas thing, just because of the first round pick that you talk about. But if there was a, a body coming back with that pick uh, to Philadelphia. So, well, he's going to Portland and uh, Portland, as we know, on Thursday and pardon me, on uh, Wednesday, moved Jace, Josh Hart to New York for Cam Reddish. So they pick up two wings, one more athletically, I mean, offensively minded and Reddish, one defensively minded. And Matisse Thibel, and he goes back Keith, to the uh, the the far northwest is what they call it there out there, uh, close enough to to where he's from. May not be where he's from, but close enough to where he is from, uh, Matisse Thibel. So that's it for the Sixers. No more moves, but don't forget about the veteran buyout period if you want to look at maybe a, a big man to still go and and help out behind Joel Embiid with Montrezl Harrell and Paul Reed. Uh, when we come back, Keith, we'll get into some of the big moves made around the NBA, but also, most importantly, the ones directly involving or surrounding the Sixers in the Eastern Conference with Milwaukee making a move, uh, obviously New York in their deal with Josh Hart, and certainly talk about the Brooklyn Nets as well. We'll do that coming up next right here on Locked On 76ers. I do have to talk to you, though, as we speak about the trade deadline and all that's going on. Uh, the Rocket Money podcast. Huh? Rocket Money, on our podcast, we need to talk about Rocket Money. And you, we need to make sure that we let you know that Rocket Money, when we speak about them, you try it free for 30 days. It's enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service before you know it. You're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. It happens all the time. You simply forget, right? Well, with Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick steps. Do you know how much your subscription costs? 
You don't? Okay. Most Americans think they spend around 80 bucks a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you probably need Rocket Money. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. Think about that. If you think you're only subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to double check with Rocket Money. You can quickly identify and cancel all your unwanted subscriptions. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. So hopefully you can stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on nba that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on nba rocketmoney.com slash locked on nba welcome back to locked on 76ers uh thank you for making locked on 76ers your first listen for your next check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts it's free and available wherever you get your podcast keith let's start with the uh, milwaukee bucks uh, they are two and a half games up on the Sixers right now in the Eastern Conference standings after the Sixers lost to the Boston Celtics. And with that, when teams around you, especially in front of you, are making moves, you kind of want to keep up, not do it just to do it, but to keep up because you see them improving themselves. And the Milwaukee Bucks, they made a move where the Brooklyn Nets, as we talked about with the blockbuster deal last night, uh, with the headline being Kevin Durant and on the other side, Mikael Bridges, you also had Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder in that deal. Jay Crowder was then forwarded to the Milwaukee Bucks, Keith, as part now will be a part of their team, a veteran who has championship experience, play, deep playoff experience, and uh, knows how to play nasty and rugged as well uh, for that team, similar to what we saw P.J. Tucker do when they won the championship a couple of years ago. So Jay Crowder, Keith, Going to the Milwaukee Bucks, they also, Milwaukee, then moved Serge Ibaka to the Indiana Pacers with David Nwara, uh, who's also going there, the swing man that just doesn't he always seem to hurt the Sixers? So <laughs> hit like a career-high threes. Uh, those guys are going to Indiana. Uh, but most importantly, uh, the one that I wanted to ask you about, Jay Crowder, finally ending his holdout, Keith, and he's going to play for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I, I really like Jay Crowder and, and, you know, I look at Jay Crowder and he reminds me of, a, you know, a, a, a better shooting P.J. Tucker back in the day. Right. You know what I mean? I know P.J. when he went to Milwaukee, you know, he shot the ball well, but you look at Jay's a little younger, old, uh, younger and he can do certain things. Same body type to me, you know, undersized four. They, they say he plays three, but he's more of a four. My only thing is, though, he hasn't played at all this season, you know, and, and and we've seen that last year with Ben Simmons and how it didn't work out. Now, again, Ben did have some back issues and he was dealing with some mental things. But to me, it's like I, I know it's all about the playoffs and all that, but I get a little concerned when you're trying to win a championship and you just bring in a guy who hasn't played at all. Now, again, I get it. Everybody says he's great. You know, he's he's been working out. He's been doing this. But I just think that's a lot to ask whenever you try to win a championship and you try to bring in a key piece, even if they played. But when you bring them in and they haven't played at all, I just need to see how this is going to work out for, for this season. 
Now they are playing well, and it's not like they're going to do ISOs for them. But I just need to see how it's going to work. That's it. I, I think it'll work out, um, even without playing. And yeah, he's been working out and he's been staying in shape and all that stuff. But to your point of uh, just uh, the, the talent that he is adding to that team and his shooting, his toughness and all that stuff, I, I think it'll work out because of uh, what they're not asking of him, but more of what they are asking of him. Uh, just knock down those shots, play solid defense and that type of thing. So I think it will work out. Um, but when you look at that, how much does that change, how you feel potentially? Maybe not because you said you still want to see it. Uh, where and maybe a separation would be between them and the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, not much see. because, as you said, you want to see it first. Yeah, I just want to see. It. Like, I mean, I just want to see. It. Well, uh, be honest with you, man. The Sixers need some. After looking at yesterday or two days ago and and seeing them lose three to five, they need some more additions. I mean, they do. They need. They need some. They need. I'm not going to say toughness because they have tougher players but they just need to be i don't know like they i don't know they just need to get out of this little rut that they're in right now you know what i mean they just need to get out of this rut but right. yeah yeah boston uh they they really destroyed the sixes with their shooting keith 19 threes to the sixers 10 uh they went out there and acquired from oklahoma city mike muscala to add to their team sending Justin Jackson and two second-round picks to OKC. So the rich, in terms of the shooting, get richer. Say what you want about Mike Muscala, he can shoot. That's my guy, man. I like Mike. I mean, you know, I like him. It's funny, you know, he's a a good dude. Brother, I mean, you know, my man went to Bucknell. You know, he was one of those guys that people didn't think would make it into the league, but he fit in. And when you look at Boston and you look at a guy like, Kind of sort of like you're saying, you know, my man's going to be from Milwaukee. You look at Mike Muscala, all he has to do is be able to be a big who can stretch the floor, knock down shots, do some, you know, some uh, role playing things. I think with that team, I really like them. I do. Because if you look at the guy Hauser they have and, and things like that, you know, their job, they don't go out there. They don't trick you. It's just that you got to guard these guys because they're going to, hoisted up and I think when you have the guys that they have and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and all these other guys yeah Mike Muscala fits in perfectly well as a as a floor spacer for him okay um the Los Angeles Lakers traded Patrick Beverly to the Orlando Magic from Mo Bamba we talked about him a lot potentially as a backup type of player he goes to LA doesn't really change much here in Philadelphia, except for the fact that you may have wanted him uh, to come to town. And uh, one other move, Keith, that uh, does maybe impact things for the Sixers. We talked about this name since he was traded to the San Antonio Spurs the other day. San Antonio, uh, the Spurs are waving center Dwayne Dedman and um, uh, freeing him up to possibly link in somewhere else. So we talked about him. Should they go after him? I mean, I would, yeah, definitely. That's what, yeah, I'm asking you, yeah. The only, th yeah, yeah. We talked about that before. The only thing that I think that uh, the holdup is, you know, is I hope if if he still has bad blood against the organization. Now, again, that was Sam Hinkie, and mm -hmm. it was all that. He was a two way player. Now they didn't even have two way players. He was like a G League guy on a ten day contract. Mm -hmm. Like he was the second one they were going to sign him to. 
like one of these eight year, nine guaranteed deals and something like that, something ridiculous. And he didn't want to do it. He bet on his own self. So yeah, he's definitely a a, a good player. Like that. I, I feel like, you know, um, they would go after, I'm surprised that they waived him. Like I thought they were going to waive him initially, but when they, when they got rid of the, the center and they traded him to, to Toronto, uh, Poto, like I thought maybe they would keep him, but nah. All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it. Nothing else happened as I kind of run through things just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Mason Plumley, we talked about him, got traded to the Clippers. Good move for them. Yeah. And I uh, think that's pretty much it in terms of the Eastern Conference and the ones that really uh, affect the Sixers. One name that was always mentioned with the Sixers, his connection with the Rockets, Daryl Morey, James Harden, his shooting ability. Eric Gordon finally traded to also to the Los Angeles Clippers yeah. <laughs> with Mason Plumley. So there's that. Uh, the Grizzlies in their deal, uh, along with uh, the Rockets and the Lake, the Clippers, they are sending Danny Green to Houston in a deal. So if he gets bought out, Keith, would you take a peek? I would. I, I, I would. But it, it depends on. You know, like that that still doesn't solve your center need. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like Danny, but it still doesn't solve your center need, especially with you going out there getting this guy. You know, you got another wing. Now, who knows? Maybe they could wave somebody, but at the same time, that person will be on their books. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if if I will go after him because I, I would really want a center. Is he more valuable than Daniel House? Yeah, uh, I would hate to say it. Uh, but and we don't yeah. know because he's coming off the ACL. We haven't really watched him play. Well, even if he doesn't play, like my thing is he's more valuable than a lot of players. And the reason being is because he's a champion. Like he won three titles. You know, he has that what they call street tread, right? You know what I mean? Because he won and he wasn't exactly the man on any of those teams, but he played a vital role as a quality three and D role player. So when he was here with the Sixers, you know, I always felt like he had a voice. Some guys maybe didn't like hearing what he had to say all the time, but you know, he was a guy who kept it real and he won three rings. So he's more vital than a lot of people on this team. Okay. Uh, finally, this is actually my last one. Sadiq Bay in the three-team deal from Detroit. He goes to Atlanta. Uh, Keith, uh, they give up Justin Holiday and uh, uh, one more player to go to Houston, and they get Garrison Matthews and uh, Bruno Fernando back to Atlanta. But the big piece there for me is Sadiq Bay, and uh, he, he's out of Detroit. Now he's with a playoff team, and let's see how he fares there. Uh, on the other side, Keith, we got to talk about the two games upcoming for the weekend, Friday tonight with the Knicks, uh, the new-look Knicks, if Josh Hart is going to play, and also on Saturday, the new-look Brooklyn Nets to see if any of those players play in the game on Saturday at Barclays Center. We'll tap into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. Before we tap on to that, I want to talk to you all about FanDuel. Do you know what? FanDuel is this year, this year FanDuel is the only app you need 
at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So, D, are you going to have FanDuel or are you going to have some Eagles gear on? <laughs> I'm just joking with you. We're, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that makes betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe and secure and seep excuse me super easy to use i can't even get it out best of all you can get paid your earnings instantly so join fanduel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on super bowl 57 that's fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So I don't wear typically, you know, the, the team gear and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I, I have the post game show after the Eagles chiefs game, the super bowl on Sunday. And uh, if they win, and then I have another appearance in the morning If they win, it was basically like, uh, even though we are in the jobs that we're in, what we're doing for those particular appearances, the post game and the other one, it's like it's okay for like 10 hours to wear a hat or something like that you know what i mean even though I'm, uh, on the radio side many people wear the team apparel uh you know yeah i don't like seeing that though i mean yeah i like it being a little neutral you know what i mean it's a little different because of how you do it covering the team versus you know others tv and radio and stuff like that but I've kind of gone along where, where you are uh, with that uh, for the most part. But Super Bowl-wise, if that happens, yeah, you asked me if I'll be wearing Eagles gear, I'll at least put a hat on. I have a hat. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, man. Knicks tonight. Nets tomorrow. These are important, man. They're 5-5 five and five in the division. Two straight losses to the Knicks on Sunday. And then, as we know, Wednesday, the Boston Celtics beat them by seven hitting 19 threes uh, just in both games in general, how important are these to, to you in terms of the Sixers and uh, what do they need to do against the Knicks tonight who took the last game from them after the Sixers were leading by 21? I mean, they need to learn how to, I mean, they need to play through four quarters. They need to s sustain their intensity. They need to, uh, the second unit when they go to that all bench lineup, they got to prove that they can keep a lead because basically that's where it is, right? Mm -hmm. Now, again, you know, they're going to probably make that get a center in the buyout market, but they need to come out there and prove that they can do it because right about now, stuff is about to get real, D, and it's getting real because they're running out of time. And then secondly, it's getting 20, real because – 29 games, I think, left. Yeah, 29 games left, but in, in addition to that, after 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 uh sunday people aren't going to say well we have the eagles to take uh take our attention from the sixers so like people are going to be focused in and 
you know, like P guys like PJ and these other guys, you know, they may have felt like the fans were hard on them before, but it's going to be different when they, with the Eagles not being around, you know what I mean? So, you know, my thing is, I just feel like the Sixers are starting to run out a little bit of time, you know, and I, I know you want to peak at the right time, but it doesn't seem as if they're peaking at the right time. It seems like, as we were saying, you know, they're like their weaknesses are, 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 are coming back to surface, you know, we're, you know, they're, they're coming back and they need to, uh, they need to work on that. Well, I think it's important, and normally you don't say you have to win on the back-to-back both nights. I think it's important in this one that they do take both from both New York and Brooklyn because if you're better than them, which I think they are, then take these two games, even with the back-to-back. And then you have two games next week, and then you got the bye week, man. So it's you, you have time to rest. So win these games. You just dropped a couple that were winnable. Win these games, get your rest, and get re, you know ramp it back up for the second part of the season as we have this tough stretch that's going to be coming up, Keith, in March, where they have 17 games, 12 of which are on the road uh, for this yeah. basketball team. Yeah, exactly. And, and, like, my thing is, like, okay, who knows? Saturday, you know, Brooklyn, the guys who they traded, acquired for, they may or they may not play, right? I mean, they may or may not. We don't know. But even if they do play, it's going to be – if let's say, assuming that's their first game, it's going to be they, they still got to get up to speed with timing, with, uh, with 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 plays. Now I understand, you know, these guys are professional athletes. They're they're smart guys. You know what I mean? So they, they they're going to they're going to pick up some things quicker than people assume. It's just different terminology. But at the same time, when you're looking at the the Brooklyn Nets right now, if if, if you're going to be able to beat them, this is supposed to be the game. You know, the Knicks is a little different because they didn't do as many, get rid of as many people, right, and bringing in as many. But at people the same who, time, People who don't play. Yeah, yeah people added. who don't play, exactly. Right. But right now we're looking at, you know, we're talking about not just rotation players. We're talking about starters. We're talking about guys who they're going to depend on. So right now it's, it's kind of like, you know, they blew a, a golden opportunity against Boston with being depleted and now you're going to come in against a team that's sort of depleted. So yeah, they got to, they, 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 they got to handle this business, man. They got to, they, they, I think the Brooklyn game is a must win. Brooklyn I, is definitely not going to argue with you. We'll both be there on Saturday. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Last time uh, they were there, they did beat the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so we'll see if they do the same. On this trip, two important games this weekend leading into the Super Bowl on Sunday, Keith. Listen, man, have a great weekend, of course, to you and everybody else out there. Uh, before we step away, I want to make sure we thank everybody for uh, making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day for our next episode. We'll recap the weekend, see how things go, and uh, talk about it. Now, make your second listen Locked On NBA for Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see Jalen McDaniels in one of these games or, you know, before the weekend is out. Hope to. If not, maybe we'll see him on Monday as they uh, host the Houston Rockets on Monday, I think it is. Yeah, so we'll recap the weekend and then preview the Houston Rockets game. Next Wednesday will be the finale before the All-Star break. Cleveland coming to town. 
Uh, so that'd be fun. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Like my man D said, wherever you can get this podcast, get your podcast, you can get this podcast. So, you know, you can do that. Um, also, make sure you listen to my man Divine G at 975, right? You get him that way on Twitter. But also listen to him on 97.5 FM radio tonight from 6 to midnight. Divine Givens from 6 to midnight on the Divine Givens show. Now, again, it's going to be the show and then the game, then the post-game show. But you get it. He's going to be around. You can read my article about the game on on Enquire.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. But make sure, again, you follow my man Divine G at 975 on Twitter. Especially with the Super Bowl on Sunday, I'll have the post-game show uh, after the game. So that's also going to be a big one, too. So uh, that, that'll be fun. Busy weekend, folks. Busy weekend. That's a good problem to have, too. Football team playing final game of the year. It's not a bad thing. No. All right, man. Keith, talk to you, man. I'll see you at the game. All right, bro. Peace. All right, man.